0: Happy New Year and welcome to the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette and I will be your host for today's episode. Big thanks to Ukla the Mock for our theme song, Superpowers. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I hope you had a great Christmas and I hope you had an even wonderful New Year's. Uh, Christmas was fun for me. had uh, me and my wife spend time with my parents and her father and uh, Santa was good to me as well. Um, by, by Santa, I mean uh, <laughs> my family. Um, thankfully... It was a good year we had a lot of good food good times with each other got to hang out with a few friends in keeping with the uh you know the restrictions for hanging out with people we kept our our gatherings to 10 or less and uh yeah had a pretty merry holiday season uh, i got a, a nut, uh, bullet, which i wanted for a while um, i try to eat uh, a couple cups of vegetables with every meal uh, and i find it tough to eat a lot of like spinach for instance so blending it has made it much more easy and simpler for me to get those veggies in uh, without, you know, trying to trying to gag down, you know, two cups of spinach. So uh, the, the blend I've had a kind of a crummy blender that I've had around for a bit, and it was nice that that got replaced. And big thanks to my wife for that. Uh, also got some some Blu-ray sets. I got a Vincent Price one, uh, the Criterion Blu-ray of Come and See, which is a uh, anti-war, I believe it's a Serbian anti-war movie. It's supposed to be really, really good. Uh, yeah, and lots of other cool stuff, um, record, I got the crow soundtrack for my brother, some booze, um, some other stuff that I kinda, some, some graphic novels I had in the list, so yeah, it was good, very good, very happy, one of the graphic novels, I know this is sort of the Graphic Histories podcast, so perhaps discussing the graphic novel may be pertinent, um, one of them is the, the, so the EC Comics Library, like the, the horror comics from way back in the day, uh, they put together these hardcover collections that sort of give you all of the, um, all of the stories from certain creators in those comics, so like, uh, uh, well, I think Wally Wood maybe one, um, and I'm trying to name all of them, I I can't think of them off the top of my head, uh, Jack, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so they collect all those into these hardcover volumes, and I got one of those to go along, and steadily getting close to the whole collection, and they're really fun, really great, little, uh, pieces you can sit and kind of digest quickly and, and get some of those fun horror comic feels from a, a bygone era, which is a blast. But if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, it is the day after New Year's Day, and it is now 2021, and hopefully a new year uh, with new opportunities and, uh, and a lot of great things. You know, this past year has been difficult, and I know it's not going to simply stop because the years change. However, you know, hopefully you can give a little bit of hope, a bit of closure, a little bit of... Uh, catharsis maybe i guess would be the word i'm looking for in hoping that the new year will be better and bring some better things but you know we can't the world does, the universe doesn't give you things i mean sometimes it does but they're usually not good things um but i think it's the only thing we can do is just be kind and that would make a much better world and a much better year so just be kind to one another to your loved ones to strangers to people just be kind and i think if you could boil it all down to that simple message that the world would be a little bit better place and hopefully 2021 will be better for all of us. So today's episode is The Collector, who is uh, Tan Lear Tivan, is also his name, in the Marvel Universe. He was featured in the Guardians of the Galaxy film and Infinity War, played by Benicio Del Toro, a cosmic figure who has had kind of a long, arcing hand in guiding the Marvel Universe in different ways. And uh, yeah, so I thought he'd be an interesting choice to kind of get into the new year, learn a little bit about the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe, which is something I've always been a huge fan of, especially Jim Starlin's work in that, uh, in that arena. So uh, without much further ado, let's go into today's episode. This is episode number 36, The Collector. Cannelier Tavan is one of the oldest living beings in the universe. His species, at Cygnus X-1, is one of the first to evolve after the Big Bang. Death took him as the last surviving representative of the species and gave him total immortality. Tavan, as well as one representative of each of the first species of the universe, cannot die. These people have associated among themselves to create the elders of the universe, as they are relatively few. They call each other brother. Tavan spent the first millennia of his existence with his wife, Matani and daughter Karina on a planet he chose as his headquarters. Karina eventually reached maturity and left them. After this, Matani died due to mysterious causes. Tivan could not explain Marani's death as he thought that she too was immortal. He eventually understood that a factor in an elder's immortality was the will to live and that Matani had lost hers. Tevan then decided he would not suffer the same fate and looked for a goal to which he could dedicate his life. Tannelier then had a vision, seeing powerful things that would rise, determined to destroy the universe. He decided to prevent this from happening and that he would dedicate his life to collecting artifacts and living beings throughout the universe to place them out of danger. Then, after the destruction of the universe, he would repopulate it and bequeath the knowledge and cultures from past. He built a great spaceship and began his work, stopping on each world to collect a sample of its greatest achievements, as well as living representatives of each of their life forms. In a matter of years, the ship was full and he had to stop in order to collect expanded facilities for his permanent collection. Using robo-mechanics bought on the planet Kron, the collector transferred his collection. Every time his ship's hold became full, the collector would return to his museum worlds to place the new samples. He has currently filled up 10 museum worlds with artifacts from 100,000 planets. With the passing of eons, his mon- monomania became more obsessive, until he forgot the original reason for his collection. In recent years, the first of the powerful beings in his prophecies Thanos of Titan was born, and eventually defeated without the Collector's intervention. The Collector came to Earth many times, acquiring artifacts throughout the centuries that he placed in a museum at a subterranean complex in Canada, where he held a number of giant monsters, including Fing Fang Foom, Trag, Groot, Tabu, Gratu, Drom, Vandum, Gargantis, Rumbu, and Grog. Moleman Man came to the facility and released the creatures who went on a rampage, although most were subsequently captured and taken to Monster Isle. The Collector next worked with the Beetle, and he captured the Wasp of the Avengers for his collection. Hang Pym came to her, her rescue at the Collector's lair, but also was captured. Pym escaped and freed the other Avengers. They rescued the Wasp and forced the Collector to escape with the Beetle using a time machine. He later attempted to kidnap the Avengers again with the help of Thor after he tricked him into drinking a potion of Obedience. Devan tried to further his collection with the Supergroup, but would only attack Iron Man, who was the only Avenger nearby. During the fray, Tony Stark would almost die. However, the rest of the Avengers would intervene thanks to the Wasp. The Collector utilized a large robot that malfunctioned in battle and attempted to attack its creator, who disappeared in haste whilst under siege. Completely out of control, it would begin attacking the ship before Goliath grew and defeated the automaton. Thor's mind clears, and he returns to rescue the other Avengers from the rapidly f- failing ship, with the team escaping before it exploded. The Collector makes an offer to Tony Stark for his assistance in retrieving the Solar Sword, transporting Iron Man to the Dark Dimension. Attacked by Shadow Demon, Stark is rescued by Val Lar, the sword's wielder, who explains that it is his land, Luminia's only hope against the spreading darkness. Iron Man attacks and takes the Solar Sword, even though an ancient enemy named Sharkan is attacking Luminia. He gives the sword to the Collector, who reneges on the deal, and traps Iron Man. However, the abundance of solar particles in the ship overloads the sword. Before it can go Nova, the Collector and Iron Man return it to Valar, who use it to defeat Sharkan. The Collector brings the Three back to Earth. Taneleer would try to kidnap the Avengers once again, this time tricking them while on their downtime to travel to Rutland, Vermont, during Halloween due to a vision he sends their member, the Mantis. At a party, they meet Tom Fagin and agreed to be in the festival parade to stake out the area. Fagan was Taneen in disguise, who captured Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, and the Black Panther for his collection. Mantis and the swordsman find the real Tom Fagin, who is tied up, and learn of the Collector's plans. Tom later distracts the Collector with an army of partygoers, and the Avengers manage to free their comrades in the confusion. But their enemy was able to escape once again. The Collector hired Captain Horatio Cutlass and his pirate band to capture the Hulk. But when they fail, he uses the captured man-thing to attack the Jade Giant. As the Hulk battled the creature, the Collector blasted the mysterious, strange man who became involved with the Philosopher's Stone, reverting him into his true form, the Glob. With the Glob owner's control, the Collector ordered him to attack the Hulk as well. The monster was easily overpowered by the two Bahamas, who managed to defeat him by shoving his face into the Man-Thing's mire-made body until he passed out from lack of oxygen. With the Hulk defeated, he orders the pirates to carry the hero back to his base in order to be added to his collection. Taken to the Collector's ship, the Hulk is placed inside one of his habitats, in a shackle with a device that prevents him from escaping. He is put on display in a swamp-like environment with both the Glob and Man-thing. In payment for helping the Collector capture the Hulk, Captain Cutlass and his pirates are returned to the miniature ship in a bottle they have been prisoners in for hundreds of years since the Collector first captured them. The Collector had captured and enslaved many beings from Earth and other worlds from various points in history, and has made them all his slaves for his own personal museum. He showed Banner around his ship and offered to cure him of being the Hulk. Deciding that he has nothing to hold him on Earth, Banner accepts. When the Man-Thing and Glob manage to escape from their cells, it sets off an alarm. Hearing the Collector refer to the people he had captured as merely exhibits, Banner changes his mind, and when the Glob and Man-Thing arrive on the scene, Bruce releases an army of various creatures. They all flee the ship as the Collector attempts to prevent his captives from escaping. The Glob follows after him and seemingly kills him, stopping his efforts. However, as we know, an Elder of the Universe cannot die. The second of the threats for scene by the younger Taman was Korvac of Earth. The Collector would contact his daughter Karina and send her to spy on Korvac. The intelligence led to the Collector attempting to report to the Heroes of Earth. However, Korvac found the Collector before he could do so, and seemingly destroyed him, this time for good. Korvac was eventually later destroyed, dying alongside Karina. Another of the elders of the universe, the Grand Master, was close to the Collector and served for a way to resurrect him. The Grand Master contacted Death and played a contest of champions to obtain the power to resurrect the Collector. The Grandmaster won, but the use of that power had a price he had ignored until the victory. The Grandmaster had to sacrifice his own life, or the life of all of Earth's heroes, to resurrect his brother. To obtain the victory, the Grandmaster had sworn not to use any of the Earth's heroes as a pawn again, so he forfeited that choice. Death suggested him not to use the power, but the Grandmaster preferred his kin to live over himself, and thus was destroyed to resurrect the Collector, who was not happy to see his brother dead. Resurrected, the Collector returned to his previous task and he also predicted the attempt of Surtur to destroy Asgard. However, Surtur was also stopped without the Collector's intervention. Tevan eventually resurrected the Grand Master in a complex scheme, including the Avengers fighting alongside the West Coast Avengers, each team following one of the Elders and believing the other one was a villain. The Collector kidnapped Marine, a small wood of Alpha Flight for his Plodex collection. He also scanned the world for other unique specimens and finds Spider-Man, taking him as well. The two heroes, however, escaped, uh, but in the process, they released a hypnotic snake named Snake Eyes. Who is was then loose on earth. The Collector then joined the other Elders of the universe in the Grandmaster scheme to kill Galactus. Thus, the existing universe would collapse. The Elders would survive the big crunch and the subsequent big bang of a new universe, becoming Galactus-like beings in this new reality. The scheme failed, but the Collector had become one of the threats to the universe he had once predicted and against whom he had schemed. The Brethren, a race created by the Celestials in order to purge worlds deemed unworthy, were captured by Tantalir in Attitude's museum. Evolved from single-celled organisms, they still maintain the ability to revert to a giant amoeboid form. They feed on waste and garbage. Capable of forming a Unimine similar to the Eternals, they eventually escaped and crashed a ship in the blue area of the moon, coming into conflict with the Inhumans. Learning of Earth, they set out to conquer it, as they conquered every civilization on board the Collector's ship. Following the Grandmaster's schemes, the Collector took possession of the Reality Gem. He held it for a time until Thanos of Titan came to bargain for it. Thanos had defeated the Collector's fellow elder, the Runner, and accelerated the Runner's age to one million years old using the Time Gem. Relieving the now venerable Runner of the Space Gem, Thanos then reduced the Runner to Infancy and offered the infant Runner to the Collector in exchange for the Reality Gem, but neglected to mention the Infancy spell was only temporary. Realizing that the Collector intended to place him in his collection, the now restored Runner attacked the Collector for his hubris. He later supplied a Nagabomb to one of the Kree, Admiral Galen who sought revenge of the Avengers for the destruction of the Kree Empire. He ended their relationship with him when the Kree plans failed. Later he came into conflict with the Fantastic Four after hearing of an egg containing a Skrull-human hybrid. The child was rumored to be the offspring of the Human Torch and the Skrull, Lysia. He came to Earth to add it to his collection teleporting into the Baxter building and using a Dracheon destructoid to keep the heroes distracted while he examined the egg. But the rumors proved false, and he suddenly left as he arrived. One of the Collector's planets was considered a prison by all of his collected individuals. They were brought there after Galactus destroyed their worlds. The planet was protected by force fields, which kept it hidden. One of the residents managed to escape to look for help finding the mutant known as Wolverine. Together they managed to turn the power off, unaware of Glaxus's presence. Galactus was drawn to the planet, and evacuation was required, again reducing the Collector's collection, much to his annoyance. Tevan learned that one of the seven friendless, Enmidi, had created a being named Unum from the collective hatred of fallen minions from various villains, and that Unum desired to kill all heroes starting with heroines. The Collector attempted to protect the universe's heroines by adding them to his collection and fighting Unum. Unum was eventually defeated with the aid of She-Hulk and the other heroines. The Collector made a bet with the Grand Master, both creating a team to battle each other. The Grandmaster had the Defenders, and the Collector used the Offenders as champions. The Defenders won, and the Collector complied with the terms of the bet and gave them the body of fallen lover to the Hulk, Jarella. Tivan later took control of Ego, the living planet, but as they traveled, he went close to Earth, causing great destruction to the planet's gravity. Thor went to investigate and confronted the Collector, and after the battle, he stopped Ego from causing any more damage. Thor stood down, and the Collector gave him a tour of his museum, showing him one of his favorite exhibits, Alter Ego, Thor did not agree with the Collector keeping Alter Ego as a prisoner. The Collector used Zephyr to trap the Asgardian in a pocket dimension, but unbeknownst to Tivan, Zephyr had a past with the Thunder God. Thor escaped from the pocket dimension with the help of Zephyr, along with Alter Ego. During the battle with Thor, the Collector revealed his true form, and for Zephyr's betrayal, the Collector sends her into a black hole. Assessing the power of a stolen cosmic cube, Thanos summoned a gathering of the astral versions of some cosmic heavyweights, including the Stranger, the Inbetweener, and members of the Elders of the Universe. While Thanos briefly taunted them with the powerful item the Collector coveted it, seeking to broker a trade. Tiring of the general exchange, Thanos turned the cube on the other entities, seemingly wiping them from existence. They'd actually been teleported to the Cancerverse, as the artificial cosmic cube wasn't powerful enough to kill them. The Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy joined them soon after the Mad Titan tried to kill them as well. The Elders made a deal with the heroes using a weapon from the Collector's Vault. The Avengers weakened Thanos after returning to Earth. The United Force of Earth's heroes proceeded to defeat Thanos, and as part of the deal, the Elders got to decide what to do with him. Tanelir later kidnapped X-23 and Hellion, along with Valeria and Franklin Richards. But he separated the teenagers from the kids, placing the children in his museum. X-23 would later confront the Collector, and after a tense battle, convince him to return them home. The Collector attempted to kidnap Howard the Duck for his collection. With the help of Rocket Raccoon, who had also been captured, Howard made his way through the Collector's collection and ultimately escaped with the help of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Following the temporary death of the multiverse, the elders of the universe discovered the reality where the multiversal renewal began, a broken dimension where the remains of a planet named Battleworld floated as the broken shell of what once was everything that remained of the multiverse, formerly controlled by Doctor Doom. Due to this being the epicenter of a new creation, This dimension became rich in a powerful substance known as ISO-8. The elders of the universe resolved to fight for this concentrated and most powerful form, the isosphere, and decided to use the remains of this universe as an arena for the new Contest of Champions, the Battle Realm. Each elder abducted a contestant from across the multiverse to fight to the death on their behalf. When the Contest of Champions drew to a close, only the Collector and the Grandmaster's competitors remained. Maestro, a future version of the Hulk, and the Punisher, respectively, and the other Elders had returned back to Earth-616, with their hands empty. Before the final battle, Maestro suggested to the two Elders a new game mode to help keep them entertained. Maestro and Punisher were to become the Master's Summoners, and would choose teams of new players from across the multiverse to fight on the Elders' behalf. This plan hadn't been devised only for survival, as Maestro and the Punisher began working together to take down the Collector and the Grand Master, and the new contest was part of their plan. With each battle waged between the two teams, the winner-Elder would acquire a percentage of the other's portion of the isosphere. As contests entered and left the game, the Collector remained with most of the isosphere, while the Grandmaster was left with a sliver that made him barely powerful. During a final all-or-nothing match for the isosphere, Maestro and Punisher betrayed the people they had summoned and took them down. Maestro subsequently teleported to Grandmaster's HQ and managed to defeat him, due to the Grandmaster barely possessing any of the isosphere's power. The two portions of the isosphere desired to be with each other, prevented only by their owner's will. In Battle of minds, Maestro overtrumped the Collector's desire to possess the isosphere and acquired it in its entirety. With entire control over the sphere, Maestro cast out the Collector and the Grandmaster from the battle realm. After hearing that someone had the ultimate nullifier, he sent Monarch Starstalker to get it. Monarch fought with Deadpool, who claimed that his name was Santa. Later he said it was actually Satan. Although the nullifier turned out to be fake, Monarch was impressed by Deadpool's immortality and called the Collector. The Collector was curious at first, but then lost interest when he saw Deadpool's face. Just as he turned to leave, Deadpool told him about Madcap. The Collector was fascinated when he observed footage of Madcap and ordered Santa, as he called him, to get him for his collection. Eventually, Deadpool was able to accomplish his mission and capture Madcap and deliver him to the Collector. But to the Deadpool's shock, Madcap was actually happy about going to the zoo in space. He told Deadpool that he had actually gone bored of their fight and thanked him for this opportunity, commenting about how his attempts to harm Deadpool were senseless because he couldn't possibly ruin Deadpool's life more than he himself had already done. Hearing this, Deadpool had second thoughts about the deal, but the Collector didn't listen and took Madcap with him. A being beyond time and seemingly death, the Collector has only one goal in mind, to capture all of existence in his living museum. So if you excel at life, you may not want to shine too bright, as you never know who may have a display waiting with your name on it. And there it is, the history of the Elder of the Universe, the Collector. Very fun, interesting, uh, cosmic battles, which is some of the stuff from old school Marvel that I really enjoy, and some of the new stuff from Marvel I also really enjoy. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. Next week, we'll be talking about Spider-Man villain uh, to be played by Woody Harrelson in Venom 2, Carnage, so that should be a fun little talk. Spider-Man is a deep reverence for me, so discussing characters from his history is always a pleasure. Anyway, thank you very much, and Happy New Year from the Graphic Histories Podcast, and I will talk to you next week.